Morning team. Got sprouts on already. I could eat sprouts at this precise moment. I couldn't eat many things, but at this precise moment, I could eat sprouts. I don't know why, I've just got to think. We always had this beautiful cake delivered, this lovely Christmas cake from Fish Scent. It's really gorgeous, but I'm going to save it for tomorrow because there's still so many mince pies sitting upstairs. The news team are like ballooning out in every which way, but we're going to be so fat over Christmas. Well, I mean, I am. Anthony's going to be exactly the same as the thin person he was before. And he's back with you tomorrow. I've lost track of where we are, is it? We've had Christmas? We haven't had Christmas. We had Easter? Where are we? I don't know. Have we had Hanukkah? Oh, we've had firework nights, haven't we? So confused today. News is next. BC 97.3. Oh, check. So we're just discussing the payment situation. Because we didn't have any post the day before yesterday. No, the, the, the po- I saw the postman yesterday and I said, did you deliver the day before? And he said no. I thought, oh, thank goodness for that, because I was missing. Because normally... Uh, a global, you actually get um, a little piece of paper, don't you, saying the money's been paid. I got, I got, oh, you got an email, dear. Oh, blimey, you're very posh. I'll just get a piece of paper. You get an email? How do you work that out? Really? Cool, you're obviously very highly thought of. I'll just get a piece of paper. <laughs> See you at the different time. Tomorrow. See you at the different time tomorrow. Yes, you're going to be here till six, and I'm starting at six. Okay. Be good. Here's a good. He gets an email. That's very posh, isn't it? I, just, I get a piece of paper in the post. Uh, which I'm quite great, but I didn't get it. But it luckily, it arrived yesterday. Like, oh, thank goodness for that. You know, you get panic here over whether or not. I don't know why I get panic here whether I'm being paid or not. I mean, how stupid am I? But uh, I did get quite. I'm sorry, I just put this thing in. I've just got to do some updates on my uh, on my iPhone. I was trying the other day to uh, to download. I want a new ringtone, and I want the the ringtone from Pathé News, the one that goes da dun da dun da dun da dun da da dun da dun da dun da dun da. Well, can we find it? Can we, Buffalo? Oh, nightmare, nightmare. But uh, anyway, so here we go. So this is your... Look at this, I'm wearing my scarf this morning. I feel a bit Gloria Honeyford. Actually, it's a sort of Gloria Honeyford scarf. Gloria Honeyford wears a lot of scarves. That she's cold all the time. No, I think she wears it, because I think ladies wear scarves, don't they? For, um, for saggy necks. I never said that. Producer said that. Jess said that. I don't want to get into trouble over that one. I've got a saggy neck, <laughs> as, you, as you'll discover. No, I don't think she has, but I think people wear them, and I've got into buying scarves now. I've got... It's become an obsession. It's not normal, as it? Sprouts were my first obsession. Well, actually, they weren't. Something else was. But then I got into sprouts, and then, uh, and then scarves. And today we are going to be recording... Let me just uh, do this a little bit for Jess. Uh, we're going to be recording a Christmas message, which is going to go out on the advent calendar tomorrow, I think. I think it goes tomorrow or, or Christmas Day. So th- they sent me a thing yesterday, because we're, we're going to film it. And they said, can you wear a festive jumper? I haven't got any festive jumpers. We weren't in Oslo long enough to, um, to actually buy... We did pass the Oslo Christmas jumper shop. And they had all the Christmas jumpers that I wanted in the window, but we were there so early in the morning going out to do the tree. I couldn't buy anything. And they had one with reindeers on, and oh. And then Jay Louise put me in touch with this site, but they couldn't deliver before Christmas. So, oh, so I'm going to have to get them for next Christmas. Ridiculous, isn't it, honestly? And we're still a bit throaty, but don't worry, it'll, it'll go away and it's not infectious. OK, it's not infectious or anything like that. And I'm drinking my cough mixture. Yes, exactly. And I, I've got my little, my little satsumas, and uh, we've got my Christmas cards... And this is one. I wonder who this one is from. It's a purple Christmas card. Let's open it. And uh, there isn't an address, so it says, Merry Christmas to you. And it's from Jess. The producer has sent me a Christmas card, which is quite nice. Thank you very much indeed. I have seen the penguin on the front. Underneath the Christmas tree, which has got a happy, smiling face. 
I gave my neighbour a Christmas tree some years ago, Lynn, and it's a, it's a talking Christmas tree. Have you ever seen it? You walk past it and the branches open up. He goes, hello. <laughs> that would scare me, actually, to be honest with you. I think that's why she ended up with it. And, uh, and then it dances and does everything. Is that a four-foot tree? Very funny. Very funny. Uh, anyway, this is, uh, this is a letter. And uh, this is from, uh, from Charlotte, from Bishop Stortford in Hertfordshire, which is very posh. And uh, Charlotte says, uh, When I found this book, I understandably thought of you. I've never known anybody who adores Brussels sprouts even half as much as you. I do talk about them a bit, don't I? So I'm sure it'll be in, in, uh, uh, an enjoyable read for you. Call it a small thank you with big love and sincere gratitude for cheering me up on my mornings. Actually, I think we saw Charlotte this morning with her boyfriend uh, leaving the building as I was coming in. I'm never at my best when I walk into the building in the morning because, A, I've had to negotiate Leicester Square, which is never the best place to negotiate first thing in the morning. But uh, it's a whole book about sprouts. It's just so exciting, including sprouty cake. You can make sprouty cake. They've got gardener's question time. Well, well, I don't know, actually. Roasted butternut squash and sprouts, which is lovely. The history of sprouts. Making the most of... I mean, it's a whole book on sprouts, which is cool. And then at the end, it's got a lady. Um, apparently, if, if you want to be amorous, you could sort of cover your lover in sprouts. I don't think that's going to go down very well. I'm not sure about... I don't think Teddy's going to buy into that one at all. But uh, anyway... We'll, we'll try him out on it a little bit later on. Well, thank you very much indeed for that, Charlotte. Thank you. And uh, to everybody else who sent in cards, John Warrington's in a bit later. And, uh, oh, Merry Christmas for 2010. And, uh, oh, Derek in uh, Pattaya in Thailand. Oh, well, nice. Thank you, Derek, very much indeed. And, oh, lovely. What a nice thing to send from the Father Ray Foundation in, uh, in Pattaya. Is it Pattaya, Pattaya? Thank you very much. How nice. And he sent it to a man. She's off on holiday today. Well, she thinks she is. I've had a word with customs. She's getting no further than Gatwick. And uh, <laughs> she'll be sitting at home now going, don't say that. She said to me, if I can't fly away, I shall cry. I said, don't worry, you will, but I can't bear the crying. I cannot bear the crying at Christmas. Drives me crackers. But anyway, no, she, she will get away today. I'm pretty certain she, she will. I don't think there's any sort of problems. It's a nice card. Loads of glitter cards this year. I mean, absolutely loads and loads of glitter cards. Ah, oh, lovely. From Chris and Steve. It's very nice. Thank you very much indeed. Got so many cards this year. I'm too embarrassed to put them up in the office. Because some people here, I don't want to mention names, don't get as many cards, you know. And uh, we actually get loads of cards. And it's very nice. I think people send them to me out of sympathy. I think they go, oh, poor old soul. Let's send him a, send him a Christmas card. But you, you can send us a, a text this morning on, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, 84850 or steve at uk. Maggie and Bromley. So thank you for putting a little sparkle into my life. I've often said, haven't I, that the amount of times over the years, and it has been quite a few years now that we've been doing this, that all, we, don't, we don't ask too much of anybody at all. We just, we just feel if we can put a smile on your face first thing in the morning or make you smile or make you think or, or make you feel concerned or maybe make you cry at times, that's good. I like that idea. I like that's what radio's supposed to do. Otherwise, it's just bland and boring. And, I mean, who the heck wants to wake up at ten past five in the morning with bland and boring? You know, certainly not me. That's a fact. Uh, Noreen went to the Saver Centre yesterday, which has got a big Sainsbury's, a Marks, a Boots. Managed to leave a bag of shopping on the handle of the trolley. So I've got to go again. Do you know, I, I've, started, I've started forgetting things. I've started doing things and then double-checking later. This morning, because I always go through my pockets every morning and I take my hankies out... Because, um, strange enough, Anthony was talking about handkerchiefs. 
I use hankies all the time. Proper hankies. Not paper hankies. Proper hankies. And I always carry two. One in each pocket. And uh, because they're useful. If you know, you've sort of dribbled or you've spilt a bit, <laughs> a bit of ketchup or something, you can always do that. You can always do it. And, um, and so it's, it's nice, actually. So I've, I've sort of... I've, I took the hanky out this morning, put it in the washer. I got downstairs and I thought, oh, I don't think I've got a hanky with me. And then felt in my pocket, and I've got a hanky. But then I had to check again, because I thought, wait a minute, you know when you pull a hanky out, you think, what if I've pulled the house keys out? I wonder if I've still got the car keys on me, or if I've thrown them into the rubbish bin. <laughs> I'm hopeless. I mean, I'm absolutely hopeless. And the older I get, you know what it's like? We all have senior moments. And today we'll be having more senior... I'm determined to get the car... Pardon me, the car wash today. I've decided I've got to get the... It's so filthy, I want the car washed. I know it's going to get dirty again over, over Christmas. But uh, after I finish here, I shall walk John Warrington down to the station, because, you know, you don't want him to... He might get lost. And also, I've taken to buying him, on a normally on a Friday, a bacon baguette. He likes a hot bacon baguette. Or actually, he likes a hot sausage baguette. And that's... No, it's from the place down... Um, place, what's it Dickens it called? Next to Charing Cross Station, Villiers Street. You go down there and on the bottom, there's a place that does hot bacon or hot sausages and they're £2.75 for a large one. And uh, so I always buy him a large sausage baguette and he can have it on the train. And I buy the large bacon baguette. And it's really nice in the morning. In fact, it's delicious. It's quite delicious. And there's something about a hot bacon. You're standing on the train and I feel, I feel quite common, actually. I stand on the train. That's when I need the hanky, because they all say to me, uh, ketchup? I go, yes, ketchup. And I don't normally eat ketchup. I'm not a great ketchup eater. I've had it, but I'm not a big fan. And he normally gets a big squirt. So sometimes you take a big bite of this hot bacon baguette and the bread just melts and the bacon's really nice. And then you, you think, I think I've just dribbled ketchup down my chin. So I take the hanky out. So when you actually need it to blow your nose, of course, it's covered in ketchup. So people think, I mean, I could just wear red and nobody knows. I could just sort of wipe my nose on my sleeve or something like that. But uh, they, they, they said to me yesterday, can you wear something festive? Because I want to record this Christmas message to put on the advent calendar. And I went, oh, that's a good idea. And because I guess I can't find anything festive. So all I've got is this red satiny type shirt. So it's fairly festive. So it's going to have to do today. And... I don't have a hat, actually, or antlers. <laughs> or antlers. No, I don't have any antlers, surprisingly enough, Jess. Very strange, very strange. But anyway, so uh, so that's what I'm going to be doing today. Then I'm going to get the car washed, and then I've just got to get some stuff for M&S, and that's it. Because tomorrow being Christmas Eve, it's going to be a nightmare everywhere. But I thought, if I get it today, then I can kind of avoid the rush. And uh, just walking through Twickenham in the morning, I can say hello to about 20 people. You know, it's quite amazing, actually. We've, we've got um, an appeal from a, a man in Richmond who's got the, uh, the flower stall in the middle, as, as I prefer to call it, the flower stall directly above where the public toilets used to be. And then I think they bricked them in, and he, he's got a nice flower stall there. But he's got a surplus of his Christmas trees, so he's banging them out today at a good price. So we'll tell you about that a bit later on. Um, Noreen says, you said you were going to do another show at The Mermaid. Well, you've got loads of fans in Hertfordshire, quite a few, it seems, in St Albans. How about St Albans Arena? It holds 856 people near the M25 and the M1, and there's parking nearby. You see, the only thing that worries me about that, and I'm, I'm, I'm quite taken by it, nor I'm quite taken, I'm just thinking 856 people is, is quite a lot. And I'm thinking, do we have enough people in St Albans area who could fill it? I know if I do it in London... Uh, I can I can do it quite easily, but I'm always I always think about this. I don't know why I shouldn't I shouldn't really worry about it anymore because it's actually worked quite well over the years. But even when we did the um, 
the Fairfield Halls in Croydon. The last time we did it, we sold nearly 1,800 seats. In fact, people were paying to sit on the stairs for that one. And, uh, and I'm sort of thinking, I quite like the smaller type venue because I found it difficult at the Fairfield Halls because it's not intimate enough. I think we need, we need intimacy. Because I need to see you and you need to see me. And we, I suppose barring getting screens up and stuff like that. Uh, right. Uh, birthdays today. Poor old Judy in Orpington. She says, do you want to make my day and be the first to wish me a happy birthday? It's been a miserable few weeks. What with the snow? My golf day is cancelled. It's due to snow again today. And my road in Orpington still has little snow fountains from the first fall five weeks ago. Oh. I hate it when people make snowballs. Drives me mad. <laughs> they roll up this snow. Makes it look very messy. She said, I'm a huge fan. She said, so uh, I'm going to... I'm lying in bed listening to you to start the day. And I hope the snow misses here and I can get out later. Yes, I hope so. I hope so. I'm sh- I'm sh- it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I'm saying that, you know, being, being optimistic... I'm trying to make people... Oh, we've got to do the news. I knew there was something I'd forgotten, actually. Uh, <laughs> carried away this morning. Because tomorrow morning, I better tell you now, it's four hours. OK, you've got four hours of me uh, on Christmas Eve. So it starts at six and finishes at ten. All right? We might do a Christmas quiz. We might do... I don't know what we're going to do tomorrow. We'll think of something. I'm sure that you'll be able to come up with things as well. But uh, news headlines... <laughs> These are the stories you're waking up to. More secret recordings of Liberal Democrat MPs expressing their feelings about senior Conservatives have been released. The latest undercover revelations from the Daily Telegraph see David Cameron criticised as insincere and Chancellor George Osborne is called unlikable. It's hoped services will be back to normal at Heathrow this morning after days of travel misery sparked by the winter weather. Then five days of travel chaos at the airport, leaving thousands of people disappointed. And if you're heading away for Christmas, today is expected to be the busiest day on the roads. The bad weather that's led to cancellations on planes and trains is also expected to mean more people taking to the roads. Let's have a check on the uh, travel for you this morning. Let's get you there nice and quickly if you're coming into work. It's lovely Jay Louise. Thank you very much, Steve. Barry, and have your say this morning from 7, LBC 97.3. Morning, everybody. It's Steve Allen's pre-Christmas Eve early breakfast programme. You try saying that after you've had two mouthfuls of codeine, just to sort of make sure that we don't cough our way all the way through the programme. Love the breakdancing, says Sandra. Never knew you had it in you. That was the clip which you got yesterday on the advent calendar, taken from Five's company from many, many, many years ago. And, uh, and I was being taught to Brit. It's dreadful. It's dreadful. Even I admit it's dreadful. But you will be getting... I was wearing breakdancing gear as well. Oh, awful. Awful. So humiliating. Mind you, the day before, strangely enough, I looked at it, I think they photoshopped hair on me. Because I look like I'm wearing sort of a curly, bubbly wig. I either look like one of the, uh, the Marx brothers or I look like Annie, little orphan Annie. <laughs> that dreadful wig she wore in it. <laughs> Awful. But anyway, so, uh, and uh, I think tomorrow you're going to get the Christmas message. I think it's tomorrow. I might be wrong. Could be the day after. And uh, we'll record that today. So it'll be live video footage of the Sproutmeister telling you all about Christmas. And, and uh, I don't know what I'm going to be doing, actually. I always, we, we just wing it. I think they just turn these things on and go, off you go, Steve, just talk. So that's exactly what it'll be. And uh, Sandra says, looks like you'll be OK now getting to Essex for your Christmas dinner. Thank you very much indeed. And I've screwed up again this morning. Honestly, it's dreadful. When I was doing that, that's Pearl and Dean. That's the advert people. Pathé News is different. And uh, thank you, Paul in Manchester. He said, no wonder you can't find it. It's actually a piece of music called Asteroid by Pete Moore. Asteroid by Pete Moore. I'm going to have to find it now. Because everybody now is telling me what it is. The ringtones 
It's not the Pathé News, says Mike, but rather the Pearl and Dean theme. Useful for the cinema advertising. I, w- I will definitely do that. I shall do that uh, later. Uh, Vincent says, Happy Christmas Eve Eve. Because <laughs> I've come up Christmas Eve, but we're nearly there. He says, find it on iTunes and install the app below. Make uh, your own ringtone free. He says, when are you on over the festive period? Okay, without putting too fine a point on it, when am I not on over the festive period? I'm on every day, barring Christmas Day. And I think one of my programmes is probably going out Christmas Day. Do we think so, Jess? No, I should have a check. And uh, so I'm on every day. But uh, unfortunately, four hours every day. So it's, it's not just... I think I sound quite sexy this morning, actually. I sound as though I could be uh, doing this job for a long, long time. It's actually, it's very annoying. There's one thing I hate is, is having a voice that makes you sound as though you're about 95, I'm afraid. <laughs> Might be great for some people, but believe you me, in this business... I used to admire a guy years ago called Bill Mitchell. Bill used to do the voiceovers for Capital. He did the one, nine, four kind of thing. And I used to think... And I used to practice. And somebody said he used to drink a bottle of whiskey before his, his sessions that he used to do. And I used to think, how, how cool was that? I used to quite fancy doing... Anthony does, like, loads of voiceovers. And I don't, I don't have a voice for doing voiceovers. Um, there you go. Richard, thank you, Richard, in Sittingbourne. I bet you've had loads of snow down there. He said, if it helps, the ringtone you're looking for is actually the theme tune to Pearl and Dean. Thank you. All right, thank you. It was Pearl and Dean. Everett, Barry says, perhaps you could sing it again. Don't push it. Don't push it. But uh, everybody's telling me, and uh, even Mark. He said, wasn't that the cockerel? Over in Sittingbourne. I used to have this voiceover. Very good, actually. I used to enjoy it a lot. And uh, Pearl and Dean, thank you, Stuart. He sent it to me as well. Oh, blimey, we're all up in the butt this, this morning, aren't we? And it was Pearl and Dean, Steve, says Ken. All right, all right. I'm doing my best. Um, always happy to send you a, a text or two, says uh, Angela. Just kind of makes my day. I hang on every word. Me too. Me too. I'm having my omelettes with red onions and Brussels sprouts, no less. Fried without oil, just water. I could eat an omelette now. I could eat a cheese omelette. Not had yesterday. I had a croque monsieur, or as I prefer to call it over here, just ham and cheese toasty. And it was in Patisserie Valerie. I'll tell you what we had. We had uh, two pots of tea, a coffee, croque monsieur, croque madame. And I've never even heard of a croque madame, but that apparently is the same thing, but it comes with an egg on the top. <laughs> and, um... And then we had two, three, three cream cakes, £31. You need a second mortgage, don't you, now? Another one here. Happy Christmas. Your conversations are addictive, that I laugh at how you deal with celebrities. Ha-ha! You wait till you see when we get them into, into this morning, I'm afraid. More power to you and Amanda, which is good. And uh, lovely. Please wish Jaden and Millie Wells in Bexley Heath a happy Christmas. Love from Mummy and Daddy. That's Dave and Jackie. I'm get, I think the voice is going completely. I hope it's going to survive over Christmas. And uh, one here, Merry Christmas from Andy and Della the Guide Dog in Leeds, West Yorkshire. He said, that ringtone is Pearl and Dean. I oh, know. I'm kind of getting the, uh, the message now. Kind of getting the message. Jan says, did I hear rightly? I thought I heard you talk about eating a bacon sandwich on a train. How the mighty have fallen. I know, I love doing it to wind everybody up, actually. I love eating on the train a hot bacon... Because I know people look at me going, I could really eat that hot bacon sandwich. And Alan says, he says, you were eating a bacon baguette on the train. I thought you hated people eating food. I do. It's not, not the train. This was an underground. This is an underground train, not a proper train. He says, you'll be putting your feet on the seats and wearing a hoodie next. 
Thank you. Alan in Walton. Actually, I see no reason why I shouldn't wear a hoodie. Probably suit me. Uh, I'm on Christmas Day as well. Just when you thought you could get away from me. I'm afraid 7 till 10pm, the best of in conversation. <laughs> I think I'm on every day over Christmas. Every single day. So on. So today I'm on uh, only till 7 o'clock. So it's an early one. Six. I've got loads of things to finish. You know, loads of things. Get some party food in. And then, um, so tomorrow, 6 till 10 and then on Boxing Day, no, oh yes, on Christmas Day, 7 till 10 in the evening, and and then on Boxing Day, I'm on 6 till 7, and then I'm on 7 till 11. 7, 8, 9, yes, it's four hours on Boxing Day. You're going to be sick to death of me, I promise you. By the time we get to the end of Christmas, you'll be begging just anybody to be on the radio except Steve Allen. Even I'll be sick of hearing me, I think, after that amount of time. Mind you, we will have loads to talk about. And uh, Dan, morning, Dan. Four days off now, Stephen, he says. Have a wonderful Christmas. You lucky soul. Actually, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm not saying lucky soul because uh, I've, I've, I'm quite happy with my lot, I'm afraid. I never complain about my lot. I really don't. I'm one of these people, I'm a happy little soul. You know, as long as I'm coming into work and as long as the money goes in the bank, I'm all right. You know, I can cope with things like that. Got a lovely card here from, uh, from Sandra and uh, Navin. Staff nurse at uh, the West Mid. I know there's a lot of people who listen at the West Mid. I've got people who listen... I've even got policemen who listen to this programme. We know we've got WPCs out there who secretly listen. Closet Steve Allen listeners. But, uh... I know it's not Sandra, it's Sancha and Navin. I'm so sorry, honestly. Blind as a bat this morning. I tell you, my, my sight is getting worse and worse. Thank you to Linda from, uh, from Warwick. Lovely card as well. Did I do that one? This was, uh, this was a ho-ho-ho. I don't know it's from, though, actually. I don't know who it's from. I can't read the uh, the name inside. I'm generally quite good at reading the names inside. Dawn in Ryslip. Sorry, opening another card. And this... Oh, look! It's a picture of Alan Dodgen. He sent me in a picture of himself. Oh, it's not, actually. It's Carola. It, but, but it's a strange enough picture of Alan Dodgen and Amanda inside the card. Look at that. I've got Alan Dodgen on the front. You thought it was... An, this is from Carola. How'd you get the picture of Alan? Oh, you must have taken the picture because right behind Alan Dodgen is Chris Christodoulou. Oh, cool, and Amanda's there. Looks like she's praying, actually, for snow or something. I don't know. Difficult to tell with Amanda. <laughs> but uh, getting, getting her through customs. <laughs> that reminds me, when we went to America, we took stuff through customs we shouldn't have done. And, uh, and I, I was laughing. I said, oh, I said, we're bound to get stopped. Shh, shh. She gets quite, quite pa- panic-stricken about the whole thing. Uh, Dawn is the proud owner of six boxes of Walker's Mince Pies with the Glenfiddich. I I have them in my cupboard as well. And she says, after having no luck buying them from a shop, I decided to order online from the Walker's website. Probably the same people who sent you your Walker's things. I think you received that about a day after I'd ordered mine. I ordered six boxes because a case was better value than a few few individual boxes. The date is the 30th of March 11, so plenty of time to eat them. Including delivery, they worked out at £4.37 a box. I paid £3... Oh, gosh. £3.25, I think, from the uh, the wool shop in um, in Kingston. They were reduced from £4 something, so you, you, you've got a very good deal. She says, very happy Christmas to you, Amanda, and the rest of the team. That's you, Jess. I hope that Santa brings you all lots of nice prezzies. He doesn't at my age, I'm afraid. He doesn't bring me lots of nice prezzies. I know he should, but uh, the, the older you get, you just don't get, you don't get many prezzies, I'm afraid. I get a few prezzies, but I'm not bothered. And uh, Mike and Anita says, despite what you say about us, we still love you. Oh, well, there you go. Can't love everything, can you? <laughs> we do our best. 
Another one. I love opening cards in the morning. It's like opening presents, isn't it? It's like opening presents. It's really cool. Lots of glitter this year. Lots of glitter from, from Tess. Says, uh, I love the signed photo someone got for me. Thank you. You're very welcome. I had a lovely cake delivered. A lovely... I mean, really, a lovely cake. And I'm going to let them have it on the... The news team are going to have a go at it tomorrow. Courtney sent me an email from downstairs. And he said, this cake's been delivered. He said, it's too good to eat. It's way too good to eat. And uh, I'm going to put it out, I think... To, I don't know, should I put it out to date? Because there's still mince pies that Ian left there. So I, I don't know. Do you think people are going to be too tubby, aren't they? And it's a seriously love, lovely cake from, uh, from George and all the staff at Fish Central. I'd say it's very impressive. It's got little snowmen and all sides. It's really lovely. It really makes you cry. Oh, it's LBC. It's 5.30. Ray Embarking side says, Pathé News, try Pearl and Dean or even MacArthur Park, because that goes... I love those things. Yeah. Is Nathan there? Oh, he's getting his coffee. Blimey, I thought he was away for Christmas. Getting his coffee? He's getting his coffee. Oh, lucky soul. I'd love a cup earlier. of coffee, love wouldn't a you? Cup of coffee. We'd, we'd kill for coffee now. At least 27 minutes we've got away. <laughs> Roy and Welling says it's Asteroid, available on iTunes. Anthony says theme for Pearl and Dean, not the Pathé News. And uh, Morning Sprout Meister, that's Pearl and Dean Cinema Sting, not Pathé News by the sound of it, or a sit- or just a straightforward Cinema Sting. Thank you for that. Uh, Alf in Rother High, thank you very much indeed. He's obviously made his own card. Very clever, actually, isn't it? People are having all these cards printed now, John. It's yes, that's good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But I've got this one look, with a picture of Alan Dodgen on the front. Oh, dear. I know. <laughs> I'm not sure I want that on look, the shelf. And Amanda inside. Oh, I'm not sure what's worse. Well, I don't, I'm just with it. Maybe you picture... could take them out and put them in the other way. Perhaps you could substitute them. Yes. <laughs> with pictures of, um, I don't know what. <laughs> lovely thought. A lovely thought. Uh, the good news is, this morning, that um, uh, Jordan's losing a hair. Really? Yes, apparently. Well, she's had so many extensions over the years and bleach and all the rest of it that it's falling out. Well, perhaps so that's a good just, bit of news. Perhaps she'll just put some more extensions in and make it look full well, again. Well, apparently, it's, if, if your hair's falling out, uh, extensions just drag it out. Yeah, I'm sure. Because the weight of it. I mean, I was going to have had extensions. And also, before. they're hooked in. Yes. So they're, it, some it, of them look really cheap. <laughs> they do, I know. Oh, I really some do. on Saturday night. I know. Um, they have them, they lift the hair up, they clip them in, and then they put the... And if, if the wind blows, they look awful. Perhaps you can have ex- extensions put in yours next time you're on the Mermaid Theatre. You think so? Just a few. Yeah, I could have Maybe one Maybe on one two. side. Yeah. And a Mohican. A floppy sort of hairstyle. <laughs> yes. Or an afro. You could do it a la yes. David Beckham. Yes, I thought he looked like David Beckham, thank you very much. I thought he looked dreadful the other day. Absolutely dreadful. Uh, other stories in the papers we shall, uh, we shall come round to a little bit later on. Um, and uh, nice to see that the, the Man United footballers went out to the hospital. It's just a photo opportunity. I wish people would just do charity and then not have to be trailed around by the press for it. You know, they could mm. have done it privately and it would have been so much easier. Uh, Nicola Roberts has revealed she's the very pale... Gingerhead girl, girl from Girls Aloud. She says that when all the Girls Aloud babes are together, they slob around like chavs. Comes as no surprise to me, darling, that one, I'm afraid. Because, in fact, three of you are chavs, aren't you? So you don't slob around like chavs. You are chavs. You look from here, across the terminal building. Terminal yeah. building. Listen to me, I'm the still desk. at the airport. The Sorry, the desk, across mm. the terminal. All I can see is you, that the shirt you're wearing, yeah. and then the scarf, and the scarf is folded around your neck. Yeah. And it looks like you're wearing a red smoking jacket. 
Well, do you know, it could be, I think. We need a cigarette holder. Yes. Oh, we have to talk to Nathan. Forgot about Nathan. He was going to get himself a cup of coffee. Last week, he he wasn't getting a cup of coffee. He was way asleep in the land of Nod. This week, the day before Christmas Eve, he's probably wrapping my present, (laughs) even as we speak. It's all very exciting. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho to you. (laughs) Good morning. I'm just doing... Well, the problem is, obviously, Steve, and and, uh, if you had more efficient infrastructure, your present would have been with you weeks ago. Oh... But with your airport being closed, your trains coming to a standstill, people moaning on and on. Uh, I'm oh. afraid the, the gift box uh, is probably caught up somewhere in Europe. Oh. Uh, oh. But a bottle of brute and a soap on a rope doesn't really have a sell-by date, so if it arrives in April, yeah, oh, you can no, open it hold then. On, hold on, Mr Warrington. <laughs> the, the, this, this was no ordinary gift box. It no. was all perishables. Oh, <laughs> Within a 14-day period. You've not wrapped the dog again, have you? Ah, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, he didn't run a last week when you started talking about worms. I know, I know. I have seen him since. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think Fortnum's had opened a branch in uh, Larnaca. They have well, now. Well, I'll be honest with you, I put, I, I, I put the box together myself. Oh. You know, oh. some old nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely. That's really really cheered my day up. <laughs> yeah. Nathan's popped some nuts in a box. <laughs> How lovely, ladies and gentlemen. Just what Steve yeah. wants for Christmas, bits of old well, tat. From yeah, pro- uh, I'm a martyr to my own generosity. That's the problem. Well, he's certainly a martyr. I mean, I, 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 Joan of Arc sprung to mind. <laughs> <laughs> Look what happened to her. Look exactly. There's a lovely picture in the paper today in the Daily Star, Nathan, of Kerry Katona, and apparently, looking at this picture here, they say that um, that this just shows uh, that you know that she's turned her life around. No, it hasn't. It's just shown this dreary old baggage up in another painfully sad light. Whereas on the television she's got a new boyfriend, but in real yeah. life she's already ditched him because she went out with him for a week and that's quite a long time in Kerry Katona's sad, shallow life. And her fitness DVD is out after Christmas. My advice is she got don't... a fitness DVD? Yes, well you have when you do 40 fags a day, so don't waste your money. <laughs> don't waste your money at all, ladies and gentlemen. It's a con. Okay? Oh, it sounds like a, it sounds like a super stocking filler. Well, she certainly is. I but think the it's filling is... your stocking, Nathan. <laughs> the trouble I is, I, right. I don't mind Kerry Katona. I just think there's no point in trying to, you know, make mutton out to be anything but mutton, I'm afraid, and that's what it is. I don't know much about her, to be honest with you. I mean, a lot of them on a daily basis, I don't know who you're talking about. No, well, I'm not sure who they are either, half the time. Um, I mean, when I left Britain, it was still, you know, a country of three television channels. Vera Lynn. And the Jimmy Young show, so... Black and white. Jimmy Young, now then... Oh, no, that's the other one, isn't it? <laughs> now then, now then, now then. Jimmy Savile. That was Jimmy Savile, so I get so confused. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't think you get this, Nathan, but we've got a programme which starts uh, at the early part of next year called Dancing on Ice, which is one of my favourites. And right. uh, they will be putting Kerry Katona on ice. Yeah. It's already been oh, filmed. Yeah. They're already filming. They've already done it, yes. Yeah. And the only thing is, I, the only thing that should go on ice is a very large vodka and a dash of cranberry. Yeah. <laughs> I have to agree. I agree with that. <laughs> I absolutely agree. There is, there is nobody... You know, that, I mean, to be honest with you, it's, it's trying to make something out, you know, silk purse out of a sow's ear, but the trouble is, whichever way you look at it, it's got a foul mouth, it chain smokes, and, uh, and it's got no, no discernible talent, apart from just dressing up as a Christmas fairy, but you know what it's like, everybody. You know, Are once you a chav... Are you talking about Carrie Katona or yeah. Vince Cable? Well, probably both. <laughs> <laughs> and strangely enough, I actually got back in Twickenham yesterday morning, and, uh, and some, uh, some local radio was out there going, sorry, do you have a comment on Vince Cable? So my friend right. Graham went, I think he's vile and, uh, and vain. And she went, that's a bit harsh, isn't it? He said, what did you ask me for, then? <laughs> Stupid <laughs> woman. Odd, Nothing though, worse than naff local radio presenters. I'm <laughs> say, Hello, what do you think of Vince? What do you expect people around there to say? Nobody likes him. <laughs> Nobody wants to well, cuddle Well, I don't know. I've, I've, my, I, I always thought he was a little bit strange. And then yesterday, seeing him in this Hammer House of Horror black 
cap and coat. Yes. Known as Dr. Death round our way. That's what oh, they call honestly, him. Honestly, there's something, something not right about him. He, he's got a touch of the night. You know, um, what the, you know what it is about him? The trouble is with, with Vincent, he's, he's very susceptible to pretty women. So they sit there with a recording item, and of course he has no idea at all. <laughs> you would have thought that you'd have realised. Yes, lots of men are susceptible to pretty women, but he's so vain, he yeah. seriously thought that song was written about him. Well, and... look, he is a seriously good-looking fella, though. Well, you have uh, to be honest, you can't take that away from uh, him. Uh, I mean, uh, I, can, I can see now, whilst during the election campaign, your grey-haired rinse brigade in the south-west of England would yeah. go, oh, I'll go for Vince Cable, he's lovely. Yeah, well, he and is he's our did. MP in Twickenham. Is he? Yes. Oh. Not that I think he's ever done anything for he's Twickenham. He's the MP for Twickenham. Yes. So you have must you have given him the address for Brinsworth House? I, well, I'm trying to direct him up. I don't think they want him either. <laughs> the trouble I think, I think, I spoke to somebody the other day who's very, very well up in the media, and he said he's made a big mistake annoying Murdoch. The one thing you don't do is annoy somebody who is very powerful. It's like, it's like saying to Simon Cowell, you know nothing about that. You know nothing about the music industry. As Steve Brookstein discovered, you know, to his uh, chagrin, the moment you upset somebody in authority, you just don't do it. It's just not well, done. Not, not Mr Murdoch, no. I reckon uh, the word went out to every Murdoch publication... Let's see what we've got on old Vince, shall we? Yes. And you're going to start getting stories. What what his problem with Murdoch is, he sounded, in that conversation recorded by the Daily Telegraph, he sounded really bitter and twisted about Rupert Murdoch, as if Rupert Murdoch had stolen his cat or something. Yes. I mean, I don't know what the history is behind them, but I I can only imagine that Rupert Murdoch's never heard of Vince Cable until recently. Indeed, mm. I hadn't heard of Vince Cable until the general election when, you know, I, like everybody else, are seeing enough of Nick. But, yeah. um, it, 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 you know, this guy sprung up from nowhere. But obviously you've known him for years, have you? Well, I've not necessarily known him. I've always thought that he was, he was a vain man. I find him like a lot of politicians. They seem to think that they're descended from royalty and that they're <laughs> Teflon-coated and they start behaving in, in a way that can only be described as irritating. And they walk around with their noses up in the air and, you know, well, I'll try and do something. And you think, you've really got no intention of doing anything. You're just lining your own pockets. And he, he yeah. was one of those. Even Anne Whittacombe the other day, and she's had her fair share of battering on this programme, she said that uh, he was always overestimated. They always yeah, overestimated Vince Cable. He, he was never as good as he thought he was. Well, I think he's, uh, I mean, he's obviously just a prize idiot. To, to do that, I mean, his career is effectively over, I would imagine, now. There is no way he can possibly uh, be promoted or, or, or uh, go any further on the path he's on. Well, uh, I, so, I, I think mean, it depends how long it is before they actually get rid of him. They, they've said that they won't, but I, I suspect sneakily they will. Well, I saw Nick Clegg yesterday being grilled by the, uh, the Rottweiler that is Kay Burley, and I thought it was hilarious. I mean, the poor, she, 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 when Kay Burley gets going, she doesn't let go, does she? Yes, I wouldn't, yes. I wouldn't like her to bite my leg. But, no, uh, no. Mm. Poor, poor, poor old Nick Clegg. We'll give it a couple of weeks. Books are open on that one, I'm afraid. Yes, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I mean, I, I think he's done himself no favours. In fact, the other day... He was so weak and ineffectual, he shoved the wife outside to talk. Yes. Which, which was a little bit sad. You thought, come on, grow up, be, be an adult, you, you know, you're into your twilight years. I got, although I was in the hairdressers yesterday, and one of the blokes having his hair cut, fairly elderly bloke, looked like Father Christmas, he was sort of saying, oh, it's, it's nice that somebody attacks Murdoch. And you go, for what reason? He brought people Sky Television. Mm. He just happens to That's be a right. media mogul. I mean, are you going to be anti-everybody who happens to have done particularly well? 
Yes, you don't do uh, Re- Richard Branson, do they? No, they don't, nobody they don't says anything bad Branson. about him. I, I said, you know, yeah, would, would you knock Stelios? You can't compare Richard Branson to, to, to Rupert Murdoch. I mean, there's, even though they're both wealthy men, Rupert Murdoch's in a completely different super-uber league. But does it come with, down to wealth? Does it come down to pure, pure jealousy, that people are, are jealous of somebody who's got wealth and power? Well, I think Murdoch has, is important because in... The past 40 years or so, he's been behind saving many great publications, and mm. many people have done saving Fleet Street itself, mm-hmm. you know, the, when, the, when the industry was starting to fall apart. I mean, he bought the Times when it was in dire straits. He revamped the news of the world. He bought the Sun when it was going under. Mm. Uh, satellite television wouldn't be where it is now without him. Remember, when he started satellite television, uh, the BBC was standing on the side of it laughing. You know, mm-hmm. well, what the hell's this satellite television they were talking? Mm-hmm. So um, you know, I don't, I can't, you can't compare it to some guy like Richard Branson, Branson who flies a balloon or whatever he does nowadays. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, to be no, honest no. with you, they were all self-publicists, none more so than uh, than Richard Branson. He was always yeah. the one who looked for any opportunity for self-publicity. Absolutely, and you can tell you every plane that was launched, every every he product that was launched, he, he was, was there, there in a silly yes. outfit with six girls around him. Anything. Yeah. He will do anything for publicity. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Murdoch doesn't do that, does he? He's much more sort of back. But his children also run the business, yes. and so yeah. do Branson's. Yeah. And, and that business yeah. is huge. People hate Virgin success, Empire. though. I've noticed that people don't like somebody who has, has sort of come from, from nothing and built up an empire. Yeah. And that's yeah. purely what it comes down to. And Vince is a very silly politician. But mind you, we've seen lots of... Si- the other very silly one is David Lammy. He was another very <laughs> silly politician who went out with June Sarpong and came up with the biggest pile of guff you've ever heard. You know, and you think, there's no point in these people trying to hoodwink us because you're in a business of, of, of professional hoodwinkers. And you can yeah. see politicians. You know that they're lying because their mouths are moving. It's as simple as that. They're only there because they want their 90 grand a year and they want yes. to get the family in on it. That's what it comes down to. 90 grand a year? Yes. At least. And that's without Your all those... Kid. That's what? without For the that perks. Rebel, without the perks, yeah. yes. That's without all that nonsense they can't read or write. You don't find a poor politician, let me tell you. No. Oh, goodness me, that's ridiculous. I, I mean, some of the scruff bags you see on the Parliament channel can't yes. even string a sentence together. No, but they're in there for 90, 90 grand plus. I think it's about another... another... 40. I think the basic is, by the time you've added it up, then I think on top of the 90, you should really get up to about 130 without too much trouble with all well, your surely with all there your should transport. now be, uh, the, yeah. there has to be an intelligence test for the next, next batch before they let people into Parliament. Yeah, but what, what they do now, Nathan, is the moment they, they get kicked out of Parliament, they start turning up on reality shows. That's why you've got the likes of Anne Widdicombe and Lembit Opic and loads of, and even Vince Cable. Who's appearing on Strictly Come Dancing at Christmas? No. Yes, I yes, heard they've that. already filmed it. Goodness me! And you think he's a he's a politician? politician. Yeah, somebody running well, our country. Well, he was a politician. Yeah, was. Well, <laughs> very shortly, could be appearing on, you know, how how fat is my club or something like that. Or... <laughs> Look, we've got a space here for him on Radio Cyprus. There are plenty of old fellas out here wandering aimlessly around the streets. One in here, just about to do the news. So, <laughs> <laughs> listen, I have to let you go, but I wish you a, a very happy Christmas, you and the wife. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas you, to you. And to you too as well. Enjoy your Christmas and uh, everything you wish for in the new year. Oh, that's nice, thank How you. How kind. <laughs> you I don't look, know what I've wished for yet. look forward to that arriving. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> have a lovely time, Nathan. Thank you. Off he goes. Nathan Morley in Cyprus, although I suspect uh, very shortly off to Finland. Finland? Well, to celebrate. I suppose not leaving from there. here. Yeah, exactly. Mum's he's not leaving from here. I've had the week from hell. Oh, don't tell me. Listen, you've had a week from hell. Look at my voice. <laughs> fourteen minutes? No, it's not. It's fourteen. Uh, it might be fourteen minutes to six.
These are the headlines. More undercover recordings of Liberal Democrat MPs have been released, revealing several ministers criticising senior Conservatives. One Lib Dem told undercover reporters David Cameron is insincere. Another said George Osborne has no experience of how ordinary people live. It's hoped services will be running as normal from Heathrow Airport this morning after days of travel misery sparked by the winter weather. It's been five days of chaos there, leaving thousands of people disappointed. And around 14 million cars are expected on the UK's roads later as the Christmas getaway reaches its peak. With the problems at airports and on train services, more motorists than ever are predicted. Let's have a check on the roads for you this morning. You might be working. My sympathies if you are, but here's the lady to get you there nice and quick. It's Jay Louise. Thank you, Steve. Good morning. uk forward slash podcast and listen again. Morning, everybody. Ten to six. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. Uh, Darren says, say hello to my dear friend Robert Craig Morgan in Galway, as his pipes are all frozen, but he always listens, doesn't he just? Uh, Ron uh, says, uh, follow the link and you can get the uh, the Pathé News ringtone. Thank you, Ron, in Finchley, very much indeed. I've got to get these uh, out. Uh, better look like little orphan Annie, says Richard in Wapping, than Tugboat Annie. On some days I can look right. like Tugboat Annie, I'm afraid, as well. Uh, Patricia says... Uh, you actually look like Noel Coward this morning. <laughs> I do look a bit like Noel Coward. Just very slightly. <laughs> Noel Coward meets Amani Gingold. Came to Listen, there's only me and you know who Amani Gingold is. <laughs> Bob, Julie, Imogen and Giselle, Giselle. Uh, moved to Cornwall last year. They moved down mm. there, uh, which they heartily recommend. You mentioned Anita Harris. She appeared in Stepping Out at the Hall for Cornwall here in Truro. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, point is that our 10- and 12-year-old daughters continue to refuse to believe her age. The joy of bearing children later in life. What, they need to Harris? Yes. They can't believe how old she is? No. No. And Stepping Out is a fab, fab, It fab, is great, fab, yes. Fab play. Yes. In fact, it was, it was originally written and set in a church in Muswell Hill. Really? And then, of course, Liza Minnelli made the film. Oh, right. Do you remember the film? No. Stepping Out? Fab no, film. Useless information. It isn't really useless information. You can imagine over the Christmas table people throwing themselves inside the turkey. <laughs> Anything to get away from another John Warrington story. Oh, no, no, you should let me tell one Heathrow no, Airport story. you can't story. at the moment. Why? Because a man's appeared in court charged with throwing a snowball at a WPC. For what? Well, I would as well. What, appear in court or throw a snowball? Appear in court. You can't. I had some kids the other day. I mean, I, they were standing at the side of the road in Kingston and they were throwing snowballs at cars. And I thought, oh, now I've yes. seen you, but to be honest with you, if you threw a snowball at an elderly person and all of a sudden there's a <laughs> the side of the car, they wouldn't know what it was and it would frighten them and they might crash and die. And I wanted to pull my car in and go, don't be so stupid. Well, I, when I was driving home from work on Saturday because I left early, it took me three and a half hours to go from Camden to Muswell Hill. Oh, Daryl took four and a quarter hours to go from Osterley at Sky, where he was working, to, uh, to Bushy. Yeah. Four it, and a quarter hours. A, it was unbelievable. But there were book kids. I had to go... All, a couple of the roads were blocked. And so I had to drive around sort of Opperton's Road in Primrose Hill and everything to get back onto some kind of main road. The snow was coming down. Did your it car skid? Well, actually, my Saab has got a winter setting, so the, oh, the brakes God, and, the, and the wheels do something, and it does help. Get me the rope, get me the rope now. <laughs> but it's great myself. to have a Swedish car. Yeah. But there were kids throwing snowballs at me. Yes. But I couldn't do anything because I didn't want the car to skid and run them over. Yeah. On second I, I pulled thoughts. into the car park after, on the Saturday in the morning when it had just started, and, and I braked, because I know what it's like, you brake in a very heavy car, mm. And it starts sliding. Yeah, well, you just lo- lose control. Oh, Your wheels go in the other somebody direction. Somebody pushed the button on the zebra crossing as I was going through Richmond. And so I had to stop. And I did slide. Oh, don't crash into the car in front, please. Because once it starts sliding... Then you can't... You have no control. No control. At all. Very dangerous. Uh, Merry Christmas. Uh, Joanne is pregnant, says Michael in Bermondsey. 
Good, I wonder who the father is. <laughs> and uh, says, I love her and I will be back from home uh, work soon. How did that Joanne, happen? get him out of the house. He's on his way home. <laughs> OK, quick, do it now. He says, we've got three weeks, Joanne, hoping for a Christmas baby. Really? Oh, how long has she been I, pregnant I mean, for? I mean, to be honest with you, three weeks again, hoping for a Christmas baby. I mean, I hate to tell you, it's the day after tomorrow. <laughs> yes. I mean, unless you're going to sort of, you know, drop her from the top of a building and sort of induce quickly. It's not going to happen, is it? Oh, dear. Sam in Swiss Cottage is, uh, is uh, up today. Perry on the A24 says, good to hear you're working Christmas. I'm so happy. <laughs> the only day he's not working is Christmas. <laughs> he's making up for it on all the other days. Maureen says, we won't ever get fed up with listening to you. The longer you're on, the better. <laughs> Yeah, don't, don't, don't push it too much. If management get to hear this, it's bad news. Um, suffering with tonsillitis at home, do you know any old-fashioned remedies? Uh, cough candy. Uh, gargle with cough salt. Candy. Gargle with salt water. John, John Warrington advised everybody. Cough candy. Cough candy. Cough candy. Cough candy. <laughs> I ask uh, you. Salt water. Gargle with salt water. Yeah. Neat gin before bedtime. Neat gin. Just a little shot. I left my gin. heating on last night. It was lovely. I, I slept with a leg outside November the bed. November the 4th. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. It got a bit hot, didn't it? wasn't it, actually my leg, it was somebody else's. But anyway, uh, Keith and Leighton. <laughs> dead body. I know. Yes, they won't go. They're <laughs> no. terrible. Says, have a great Christmas. I won't hear you tomorrow as I'm at work at six. I've just had a hot bath in a cold bathroom. <laughs> Put the heating on, then. Are these people on drugs or something? <laughs> no, why would somebody tell you they've had a hot bath in a cold bathroom? That's probably very good for you, though, isn't it? That'd no, be I like think getting out the cold blue lagoon. bath in a hot bathroom. Do you know what that would be like? That'd be getting out, like, getting out of the blue lagoon in Iceland, where it's 40 degrees Celsius when you're in, and you bring your shoulders out into minus two, and it's very, very good for the skin. What are you on? I'm what talking on about the blue lagoon. thermal baths. You oh. could never go to the blue lagoon in that you know, outfit. I'm small wonder my career's on the way out. I have to put up with this rubbish. Where every... did you find that shirt? <laughs> this was made for me. Really? In... Yeah. By whom? By an elephant. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it was made for... It's I... so bizarre. Paul went out there and I said, get them to make me some shirts. Was he on drugs when he chose that material? I think he was on Wincarnis <laughs> or something, or Philisan. Anyway, Malcolm says, you're right, the night duty police at Westminster are listening now. Planning to see you at 8 in Villiers Street as we finish at 7. We're not right. hanging around till late. Let's actually get there very early. <laughs> yes. we'll, we'll run. I'll tell you, the sausages... Don't want to bump into the night duty, please. The sausages <laughs> have gone by the time we've got your 8 o'clock Exactly. We, no, we have to run really quickly. Really, really quickly yes. out here. Uh, it's called a hoodie, says Hassan. What is? A hood... I do this thing you wear. I don't know. I'm just repeating what people write to me. I can't help it. But what does it Some refer of these people to? on medication waiting in casualty. <laughs> I don't know. They just You can't write. just say it's called a hoodie. What is called a hoodie? Well, a hoodie is a hoodie. A hoodie? I've got loads of hoodies at home. Have you? I might wear my at hoodie your on age? Yeah, what do you mean at my oh, age? Oh, my Lord there above. There isn't an age limit. Your, into your 70s and the, you've got a hoodie. There's an... Into uh, my 70s. I'm going to wear it on Sunday. Oh, my God. On Boxing Day. Really? A special Boxing Day Is it a hoodie. festive hoodie? It could be. I should put tinsel no, around it's the not hood. Okay. Oh, it's no, no, the answer is no, Jess, <laughs> it's not. Never a straight answer, is there? <laughs> Noreen says, I'm going to be in Stratford on Avon over Christmas. Can I get LBC there? No, you can't. You can uh, if you've got uh, the internet. Yeah, if you've got the internet, you won't get it on you DAB. Do it. You get you've it got it on an app on your iPad or yeah. your iPhone. She's going to be in Stratford upon Avon. Lovely, Shakespeare country. I think he's dead. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. he died and was born on the yeah. same day, you know. Steve, how chavvy, eating a bacon sarnie. It's not a bacon sarnie, it's a bacon baguette <laughs> that elevates it to sort of superior position. And it's a large And it's a large bacon baguette, baguette which comes wrapped and it's beautiful. It says, how chavvy, next you'll be wearing a tracksuit. Yeah, all right, and what? <laughs> and what? <laughs> one made of velour. This one here <laughs> says, um, the word is intimacy. I love the intimate, personalised performance. The mermaid sounds great, why go any further? Slap bang in the middle of London. So there you go. 
Yeah, we love the mermaid. Yeah, we like we? the mermaid. It's nice. It's great. I mean, I, I like all the places we go to. We love Janet at the Queen's. Oh, I love because it's got fond memories for us. And I really like the one uh, that we did at, uh, in Edmonton as well. That was on the North Circle Road. Oh yes, yes, the Millfield. That one? The Millfield. Yes, Millfield. That was a smashing. We only did that one once. Yeah, no, we, and people would like that again. You know, that was a very good one for us. North London. Yeah, very easy to get to. That North was Circle that Road. was nice. Yeah, mm. people, people. Oh, we've got to take a break. I think it's John's stories. No, I'm going to tell a story. Uh, I'm going to tell one of my Heathrow yeah, stories. Turn his microphone off. Okay? You will. Listen, listen. So the news is coming up very, go very and get shortly. Coffee. And uh, yeah, we're we going to go and have coffee. a cup of coffee. I think we need coffee we this need morning. Coffee. Morning, everybody. It's Steve Allen's pre Christmas Eve early breakfast show on LBC 97.3. Hugh has wished us a very Merry Christmas and a very Merry Christmas to you as well, Hugh, and the family. And, um, and we've also got, um, what have we got? Oh, we, got the, we have got the amazing Christmas story, which I tried to repeat yesterday and completely messed it up, I'm afraid. And we'll talk to Roger Foss at Quarter Pass, because he's been to see Basil Brush's Buttons. He says, after the, after the grotesque horrors of Louis Spence in Peter Pan, the Daily Telegraph called it camp, lisping, obnoxiously self-regarding. Not the best review for a pantomime I've ever read. Uh, we'll talk to Roger about the theatre at quarter past six, but now it's time for you to get yourself a quick cup of coffee. LBC 97.3 <laughs> Morning, Tete. We didn't get our cup of coffee. No. We've got to wait for another for five minutes. Coffee. So when we're having a chat to Roger Foss, John will rush up there I and will. sort of grind his beans but for I do apologise for my phone bleeping. Every now and yeah. again, but it's very important at the clients. moment because I've got clients all over. They're taking the place. off today from Heathrow. Well, yes, they are, and yeah. I've got a family. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Please, <laughs> no more snow. <laughs> but I've got a family at the moment of twelve. Well, I haven't. Jane has, and Jane and I have had a very, very stressful week with hardly any sleep whatsoever because we've been trying to sort out all our clients mm. who whose flights were cancelled on Sunday. I've got a party of three at the moment on their way to the airport. What Heathrow? They, yes, on their way to Heathrow Gold. to go to uh, Mexico. Oh. Oh, to, to start their holiday, which should have started last Sunday, yeah. and there are people uh, that I booked, and their flight was all systems go at 5am, and at 6am on Sunday morning, when it I just got in from work, um, the flight had been cancelled, so oh. I went straight into work and spent the whole day there, at work, trying to put people on new flights, which I have to tell you is virtually impossible, but I did manage to secure them seats for, for today, and the other party, I managed to get them, then they didn't want to go, and then the hotel wanted to charge them £16,000 cancellation charge. That was £16,000, by the way, which you really don't want to lose, because after all, it's not the hotel's fault that you can't get there. Yeah, it's their peak season. Yes, it's a very, very difficult situation. Yeah. But I managed to resolve that as well. We had two very nice, well, a very nice call from an Australian girl on Monday, and she said, look, I've got a problem. My sister is on her way from Australia to visit me. At the moment, she is on the tarmac of Frankfurt Airport and has been there for four and a half hours. She's directing planes or something. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know what she's doing. Sweeping me, snow. <laughs> Sweeping <laughs> snow. Put it over there. Gate number yeah, six park is where ready you to like. leave. Anyway, chuck them out. This poor girl. This is a slightly sad story because this poor girl is stuck in Frankfurt Airport. Nobody can speak to her. She's on her way to see her sister in London for Christmas. Meanwhile, as she's left Australia, her father has become very unwell. And the sister is book trying, begging me to try and find them two seats on a flight back to Australia. So oh. the poor girl is going to arrive, arrive back into London and stayed at the airport. Her sister met her and they went back, back to Australia. Oh, and I managed to get them on a flight. And Jane had a lovely girl, she was only 17, who was going back to her parents in Singapore for Christmas. 
All her flights cancelled. She didn't oh. know what to do. 17 years of age. Anyway, we found her a seat as well. And we've been non-stop. So my family who are on standby, Jane's, eight of them went last night. Yep. We've got four left, and they're on standby right now. Please may they be on the 10 o'clock flight. Please, God, let them be on the 10 o'clock flight. And I'm going to go home and have a large gin and <laughs> go to bed and wake up on <coughs> Boxing Day. Gordon and Sandra. Uh, yesterday we were contacted by Paul. Paul is a regular listener to the programme, and he's just been diagnosed with cancer. Oh. And, uh, you know, as usual, with all these sort of things, people get very down and all the rest of it. And I said, listen, you know, he said, I'm just starting chemo. I said, don't worry about it. My friend Brenda's just been through chemo. All you do, you just lose your hair. It's fine. Don't you worry about a thing. It will be fine. Because they, they've made such advances. Mm. And Gordon and Sandra says, yesterday you were contacted. But I think it was Paul who'd just been diagnosed with cancer. You were quite right to be positive and encouraging. This time last year, I was halfway through a six-month course of chemo before starting a month of radiotherapy. I'm going for another checkup this morning. And apart from being a bit tired, I'm feeling much, much better. Tell Paul all will be well. And uh, to take the opportunity to thank all the staff at St George's Hospital here in sunny Tooting and the Royal Marsden down in the wilds of Sutton once again for their dedication. So positive thoughts there. From, and I've had loads of letters like that. And me too. And people. I've had lots of friends yeah. actually recently who have had so, it and they've had the treatment yeah. and they've got the all clear. Don't and you worry about it. that's what you need. It. Absolutely. And, and it does happen more than, than, than yeah. often. They, they do marvellous things now. It's Chemo. Incredible. Not half as bad as you think no. it is. It'll be fair. You watch. This, this time, you know, next year, you'll be writing and going, I don't know what I'm worried about. Seriously. Even Brenda, I bumped into in Twickenham a short while ago. She said, you know, all that had happened, I lost my hair, she said. And, you know, she's got a nice wig. Looks good. Yes. Looks good. Uh, one here. We live in Kidderminster. We listen every morning on DAB, says Dot. Good. Uh, Janet says, thank you for another year of wonderful humour, acid, wit and total insanity. Thank you. Gary says, whoopee, more John stories. No worry, no more. <laughs> oh, there That's might be it. another one. I don't think so. There could be a small one. No, there won't be. We've got no, no, I believe you me, there won't be. There will be. No, I promise you, you there won't you be. You can go and get I the can, coffee. I can almost guarantee you it. You think you wait till Sunday. Steve Allen, when will you get your own TV show? Well, actually, somebody said to me, you look very good on TV, Steve. If you sit on top of the television, you'll work better than our current aerial, <laughs> which only picks up BBC Two. I think you'd look good as the, as the test guard, especially in that jacket. I would look good. <laughs> you'd be, replace that girl with the teddy. Mm. It'd be Steve with the teddy. Abby and Pinner says, uh, tell your with tonsillitis, it's very soothing to eat ice lollies. Yes, ice lollies are very good, actually. Very, very good indeed. Stephen Arlington said, some little so-and-so threw a snowball at my truck, came through the open window and knocked my glasses off. Keeping control of 32 tonnes was difficult. I tell you, if I see children throwing snowballs again, I'm likely to run them over. Mm, me too. Because it's so dangerous out there. Stupid parents. I mean, I wanted to say to them, excuse me, where do you live? I'm going round to your parents' house. You know. Yeah, but where's the mentality come from? Why would you want to do it? It's like kids because that we all did it, didn't go we? on a bridge, it, you know, yeah. on a motorway and drop a brick onto a moving oh, car. Oh, we had that. We've had that a lot, haven't Stupid we? Stupid people. Charlotte in Bishop Stortford, uh, I mentioned her Brussels sprout book. She said, I wasn't sure if it was uh, you who walked past me this morning. Wish I'd said hello. Sorry for the record, that was not my boyfriend. She says, give me some credit, please. <laughs> Gold. We're not saying That's nothing. all we need. So now there's a rift going on in Bishop Stortford. Well, who was it? Was it just somebody you met in the square? Someone she was arresting. Oh, dear me. Uh, Steve, very happy birthday for tomorrow, the 23rd of December. Is, that, is it the 23rd tomorrow? Tomorrow's the 24th. No, today it's, is it's the today is the 23rd, yes. So that's from Liz. So today it's his birthday. 49 years. Wonderful. 49 years old. And I will tell you the Christmas story a bit later on. And we will talk to Roger Foss in a moment. And um, I must mention as well, uh, Jeff Butcher. Jeff has got the flower stall in the middle of Twickenham. Mm. Uh, sorry, in the middle of Richmond, which I know very well. He said, over last weekend's disastrous weather, I'm in a bit of a pickle with the amount of Christmas trees I've ordered. 
He said, I have got some left over. So he said, I've got these very nice Christmas trees. They start from a tenner. That's cheap. Yeah. They well, sh- he's going to be stuck with them otherwise. Tomorrow's Christmas. A lot of people put, get their trees and put them up Christmas Eve, really? you know? I've got a story about that later, boys and girls. Only a short story. But it is nevertheless a story. So uh, it's Richmond Town Centre. It's called Amanda, strangely enough. What, it's the at tree? the lower end of George Street. Are you in the middle? Are you b- above, uh, opposite Starbucks? I can't think of anybody else who's got a flower stall down there. Maybe you must be the only one. Flower stalls are lovely. Is that lovely one we said? I'd love a flower cross? stall. So would I. I'd love to be. I'd love to do flowers. Yeah. Either that or a Christmas shop. I would have a twenty-four. You could do a Christmas I'm, shop. I would have a you Christmas shop. Brilliant. I'm sorry, there'd be no two ways about it. Especially I would. You wore that shirt. Sorry. Especially if you wore you're that very shirt. bitter, aren't you? So I don't really know why you're bitter. Don't you? Because you haven't had the coffee. <laughs> anyway, let's have the. Uh, oh. Oh wait a minute! I'm now not hearing anything. It's gone dead again. I've now can hear you all the time. Have you got your finger on the button? No, it keeps doing it. This ever, all mm. of a sudden, I now don't hear anything at all. So what we'll do, we go to the headlines. And it's with Sam Pitt. LBC 97.3. Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. 18... God, it's so cold in here this morning. Even Nick's going to walk in and go to it. Yes, we turn it up a little bit. Go on, Jess. Uh, Stratford-on-Avon, Clive and Jean. Listen every morning on DAB. Jean's birthday yesterday. Many happies, Jean. Many... Do you know we've got listeners all over the place? We really have. Uh, Claire and Lourdes. Uh, you'll have to wait till tomorrow for that. Not doing anything this year till, till Christmas Eve. And I did mention earlier, and I'll mention it again very quickly, that Fish Central uh, sent in this super cake. Really, I mean, really. Weighs a ton. Even Courtney had his eye on it. And you know Courtney. I mean, goodness sake. So if he's in tomorrow, we're, we're going to let people have, uh, have the cake. But uh, let's have a chat to our man, Roger Foss, in the front row of the theatre with his very own popcorn and hot dog. And uh, after the horrors of Louis Spence... You managed to get over that one, did you, Roger? Uh, well, just about. I just about managed to get over it. I sent you that review from the Daily Telegraph. Yes. Because um, uh, Louis was described as cant lisping, obnoxiously self-regarding. I thought, what a review for a panto. I know. I've never read a review like that before in my life. I know. And the Evening Standard as well picked up on that, just the day after we talked about the show. Yes. And said that Louis mostly resembles a puppy on amphetamine, which, <coughs> pardon me, I think was being rather kind after, after an evening of camping about and wiggling his bum in the audience. And I, I did think when I was watching Peter Pan at Wimbledon that it's the first pantomime I've seen where the mums and dads really ought to have some kind of parental control button where you can kind of switch it off <laughs> as soon as he comes on. Because I wouldn't want my kids exposed to all that. Was it's it actually too much over the top? Too much over the top. So far over the top that it, it just becomes an embarrassment. And uh, and I thought, well, at least we'll get a bit of dancing from from Louis. But uh, it, it all turns into sort of camp aerobics, really, which uh, mm. is not really what you want. And I think the mistake, really, with this show is that the script gives him far, far much too much to do. And, uh, of course, David Hasselhoff is the star... <gasps> Lots of, uh, as Captain Hook, lots of uh, adults go along to see David Hasselhoff. You know, he's got loads of fans. And, in fact, he's very good. David Hasselhoff is great. He's great at sending himself up. He's a good singer. Um, But the script uh, is kind of overwritten, and it completely trashes, completely trashes the whole story of Peter Pan. I couldn't believe it. Somebody said it was Peter Pan. Uh, but I said with Louis Spence, it's Peter Pansy, and uh, yeah. it really d- didn't work. But then my faith in Panto was restored, because only a tram ride away at the Ashcroft Theatre Croydon, we've got Cinderella, and I thought, oh, Basil Brush. 
playing buttons. Is this going to work? <laughs> Will it work? Well, of course. Of course it does. Basil Brush. Basil Brush, or Mr Basil Brush, we should say, I suppose. Even Mr. without Basil, really. the uh, the redoubtable voice of uh, Ivor... Was it Ivor Spence? Oh, no, it was, it was Ivan Owen. Ivan it? Owen, right. Ivan, Ivan Owen, Owen yeah. years, who created Basil and was the voice of Basil. He, I think he died about ten years ago. No, less than that. Um, less than that, I'm sure, it? yes, yes. And then somebody else took on the uh, the voice. Somebody else has taken on the voice, and I don't know who it is, actually, but... <laughs> no, I can't remember um, either. I, I mean, Basil appears in Cinderella uh, uh, from, from a, a kind of large box on wheels <laughs> and, and has these... Uh, <laughs> Various scenes, they all fit in with the, with the story of Cinderella. And, of course, he encourages the kids in the audience to shout out, boom, boom, Basil, or boom, boom, Buttons. And, uh, and, and it's not only the kids who join in, I've got to tell you, um, I'm sitting there at the Ashcroft at Croydon, um, surrounded by families, and we're sitting there, and it's the adults who are all joining in, just as much as the kids. <laughs> and, and, and we're watching... Uh, 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 somebody with their hand in a glove puppet. I mean, you know... It's you, a really puppet. Kind of, <laughs> it's a puppet. I mean, in in a way, I'm, I'm now a kind of Basil Brush fan all over again. Yes, uh, yes. I, and I forgot as well how posh Basil Brush is. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Posh. And also very, very classy. Very classy very Basil Brush. Always was. He's an English yeah, gentleman, the, wasn't yes, he? Yes, yes. Mm. Yeah, the, the gags are all good. The gags are all corny, but of course he gets away with it because he laughs at his own jokes all the time, <laughs> doesn't he? <laughs> well, I always think that's the best way, to be honest. If nobody else laughs, laugh yourself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I thought Basil Brush, it's boom, boom time. Uh, it's Cinderella. And, and of course, having seen that Tarago of Peter Pan, um, here's Cinderella at the Ashcroft with the traditional story. Yeah, And yes. it's terrible to deny children the chance to see these stories. Yes. And so you've got the traditional story, but you've got all the panto favourites. You've got the ugly sisters. It's Malcolm Lord and Simon Bashford in outrageous frocks every five minutes and getting <laughs> loads of booze from the audience. And Gemma Bissicks, I, I've not seen her in EastEnders because I'd ever watch it. No. She's in EastEnders and Hollyoaks, and she's really oh, nice. Hollyoaks, of course. <laughs> I, I, well, I Hollyoaks, it seems to me like sort of, it's obviously the pool that they draw people from now, and they go, exactly. she was in Hollyoaks, and we go, oh, right, fine. Nobody's ever seen her. <laughs> it's a big, big show. You know, it must be a big Oaks. show. Oh, it must be, yeah. It's quite well, racy. Uh, of course, um, anyone over a certain age would recognise the fairy godmother at, at Coyne, because it's, fairy godmother's played by Shirley Ann Field. Oh, mm. God, yes, we know Shirley Ann. Oh, I, I remember her. in films in, in the 60s. And, yes, and, me too. And, and probably in the 50s as well. Yeah. Um, well, she spreads all those fairy glitter dust and gets the pumpkin ready and all that. I'm and, spreading uh, a fair bit help. myself today. <laughs> what, the glitter dust? Yes. <laughs> really? Uh, I've, well, every time I open a card, there's more glitter falls out of it. <laughs> oh, oh yes, I know. And you find you're, you're, you're on the bus or something and you're, you're covered in glitter. Yeah. All, all over your hands and things. I know, I, I know. There's a, the glitter Christmas cards are coming back this year, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, so uh, Basil Brush is, uh, is uh, someone once described as the Noel Coward of glove puppets. Yes. I think, um, I think this is uh, great fun at Croydon, and it, as I say, it restores your faith in pantomime being everything theatrical. You know, it's song and dance and all that, and comedy, and lots of audience participation and cross-dressing, but overall a good story, and lots of romance, of course, Prince Charming. 
and um, and lots of morality too. It's about good and evil, isn't it? Good, and, and that's not. <clears throat> what you're getting at Wimbledon, I'm afraid. But, no, uh, I mean, it, it's, it's a strange thing, because I've very rarely read a bad review of a pantomime, and it's a shame, really, that Wimbledon, which has always had... And I remember when they, when they sent the thing through ages ago, saying that they'd signed Louis Spence to do pantomime. I remember thinking, the trouble is, what he's doing is not an act. That's Him. that's what he's like. Because yes, I interviewed him down at the, uh, the Piccadilly Theatre, and you can see the look mm. of horror on my face. But uh, <laughs> he's he's just... It isn't an act. He's he's being, I suppose, himself. But I just don't think it's what you want to see in pantomime. I could be wrong. Not, I mean, you know, there might be other people who've been to see it who go, "It's the funniest thing they've ever seen." Especially if they're fans. Of well, him. I'm sure. I've got, there I've got are. a producer, Amanda, who thinks it's the funniest thing she's ever seen. Yes, I know. But when you're there with a group of kids, you know, yeah. five, six, seven, eight-year-olds, and he comes on stage and does a trick with a, a broom handle that really ought to be in some mm. kind of nightclub, oh, and then well. mixes up talking about the the, the crocodiles ticking clock and, and slightly gets clock wrong and oh. you just think oh no this is not for kids no. so you get plenty of mince I mean if you want a mince pie then go to see Peter yes. Pan as well as I say or Peter Pan's is, is now because, which is such a shame because it gives kids the wrong idea yes it does but I think parents will, will sort of think seriously about taking their, their, their kids to see that kind of thing you don't well, need it. So, you don't need to have something. You certainly don't need those sort of overt sexual references in a pantomime. I'm afraid I might be a bit old-fashioned. You know, I'm not. I'm not approved by any stretch. But uh, I don't want to sit there and be embarrassed on stage by somebody doing that and thinking, "Oh no, 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 no! This is a pan- this is for children." Well, exactly. You know? Well, I am a bit of a prude when it comes to, to mm. panto, actually. And the thing is that you can do uh, gags, and the whole point of panto is that yeah. it's innuendo, isn't it, and double meaning and. I mean, we don't want blatant things, though. We don't want blatant things. That's we not... don't want blatant stuff, no. And you don't want, you, you know, you want, you want uh, well, you've got a Panto Dane coming on, and they're bound to do gags for the adults that, yes. that kind of go over the children's heads. But mm. when you see people like John Inman um, or yes. Biggins, um, they, they, they would never do something that's unseemly. No. And, uh, and great Panto artists yeah. like Brian Conley, for example, or Barbara yeah. Windsor, they, you know, there's always proper that people. Level where proper people, not proper, not reality show people. people. We want good old fashioned fun. Yeah. That's what it should be. No, what this program is good old fashioned fun, matron. Good old fashioned fun, <laughs> and you want a fam. You want a panto to be a family outing. Yes, I think. yes, it's got to be a family outing, yes. or just go along yourself and enjoy it. You All know, right. but uh, we've got loads of great pantos around London at the moment. Go and, and go and check them out. Anita Dobson in in, in uh, Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> In Richmond, you'll like that. Queen, be she'll good. be very good. She'll be very, very but, good. Um, anyway, so right. for now, it's, it's boom, boom from Basil Brush. And, and uh, uh, have a Merry Christmas. And the same to you, may you have the best Christmas ever. I hope so, I, I hope say. so. Roger, thank you. We'll, we'll talk to you next week on the programme. It'll be All a little right, bit later than usual, then. though. Oh, OK. Uh, because I'm on six it? till ten, so I'll get the producer to phone you. Oh, great, OK. Mm. Speak to you then. Have a nice Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye. Thank you. bye. Actually, I was watching The Weakest Link the other day with uh, with Anne Robinson, and it was a, a cosmetic surgery one. Oh, right. <laughs> and the oddest people. I came to the conclusion, don't ever have cosmetic surgery, because they all look bizarre. They had, um, um, uh, who did they have on there? They had this Cindy Jackson woman, who's had all these cosmetic, and really doesn't look good at all. Really, on her face. Mm. For some reason, Liz Fuller was on there, because apparently she's the CEO of Miss... Who was there to prove that Big can be beautiful. Okay. But didn't prove anything like that at all, I'm afraid. Was she the weakest link? She was one of the... And Liz Fuller, they couldn't wait to kick out. Mm. And then I flipped through the channels, and we've got, um... 
Because Liz Fuller used to do one of these quiz shows overnight, you know. Mm-hmm. So we're looking for the top. And she used to. Pl- oh, I think, God, she was ghastly. And it turns out she's a friend of Bobby Davros. Um, that kind of sealed her fate, as far as I was concerned. And uh, what she was doing on there, I mean, really, that hair's falling out by the day. But I then flipped around the channels, and they then had um, the Come Dine With Me program with poor little Rafe, who should have realised by now, kicked out of The Apprentice, kicked out of Coach Trip, and kicked out of the, uh, the food program. Rafe, it's not happening, love. It's 6.30. From the LBC News Centre, I'm Sam Pittis. The latest undercover recordings of Liberal Democrat MPs have been released, showing animosity towards the Prime Minister and Chancellor. The Daily Telegraph reports comments from four MPs, including Care Minister Paul Burstow, who told what he thought to be Lib Dem voters, I don't want you to trust David Cameron. The Conservative MP for Enfield North, Nick Dubois, has told LBC it's a... Morning, team. Eight. I was talking about that. I just got a bit confused, eight. actually. Eight four eight five oh Steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, Linda's had a very fraught morning Christmas shopping. The last straw was getting stuck in the car park lift. Actually, I was out yesterday. I got in, had a cup of coffee, got in the car, went into Kingston, parked in uh, John Lewis car park. Went mm. in. I needed two lampshades. Bought two lampshades. One there. One in Bentall's. Got the heck out as quick as possible because by that time they were queuing for the car parks. Why were you buying lampshades? Because I had two lampshades. My my parents because I, I won't throw anything out. <laughs> my parents had these uh, lamp bases. One is one was mine and one was theirs. And I've still got the same lampshades on. Oh, so so one of them has started one. to go. So I needed two new ones. So I bought those. But of course you can't find the ones that they had mm. because they came from a different no, time. But they not. were lovely. Um, Paul, who uh, texted earlier and was talking about the cancer and the, the chemo treatment, mm. I've got a message from you from <coughs> Jane, who's been through all this this year, and it's Life Mel Honey. Life Mel Honey, I think you can get it from all uh, you know good health shops, and mm. it is excellent, and it really, really helps if you're suffering from cancer and you're having chemotherapy, because it strengthens the white cells, there keeps you your white cells up. So it's called Life Mel Honey. Right. Dean Beckham says, I shouted at a woman who laughed whilst her child was throwing snowballs at moving cars. She said I was being rude. I said she was no mother and a moron. Well, I agree with that one, totally. <laughs> yes. I'm popping out to St John's Market in Liverpool for a last-minute festive uh, shop, mainly at the 99p shop, says Patricia. Get some nice stocking for Anything you guys want? Nice fluffy people. angels, tinsel, festive holly sprigs, scented cranberry candles with oil? Lovely. Not really, no. Wouldn't you like a scented <laughs> uh, candle with oil? I've got enough candles. I know you have. I have. I didn't buy your candle this year. I know, I have got... I bought your proper things. Yeah, proper what things. What you need. Things that I can use. Yeah, useful things. That's good. There's quite a funny little present in there as well. Is it like a little... A little oh. It's quite... A, it's good. You'll oh, love it. Oh, okay. It's so you. It's got you written all over it. It's a worry, isn't it? <coughs> what do people think is me? Alison says, Merry Christmas to, uh, to you, Stephen, to John. Thank you for brightening up the day. Merry Tracy Christmas. has been up since 4am, so engrossed in work. Sad, I know. I missed the first hour of the show. Not happy. Podcast. Podcast. Yeah, podcast. Yes. I'm always podcast. I podcast. Pat in Leeds is listening in Yorkshire via DAB Radio. And uh, Catherine says, Paul, I'm thinking of you. And sending you good thoughts for Christmas and the new year. Mm-hmm. This is Paul with his uh, cancer diagnosis. She says, two years ago, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I thought I'd never cope. The kids were seven and five. I took, my place to a, I took myself to a dark place, which people do, mm. and says, but here I am, all now excited for Christmas. Had my first clear mammogram. Life is great. 
I feel very blessed, and I hope Paul will feel the same. Thank you, Catherine. Wonderful. It's exactly what I said. You know, don't you worry about the chemo. Nothing to worry about. It will all be fine. It will be fine. You've got a lot of support. Positive thoughts, as opposed to sort of, you know, non-positive. We only do positive thoughts on this programme. We do indeed. Only do positive. Don't do anything negative, because it's a bit sad and pathetic and stupid. Paul in Highgate says, I want to make a suggestion change. LBC's logo from London's biggest conversation to London's biggest community. Makes it sound a bit like a choir, I'm afraid. A <laughs> little bit like a choir. They're also saying, uh, get rid of Frankie Boyle, the comedian. They're starting yes. a campaign in the mirror to get rid of him. Why? Um, because they say he did racist jokes. Well, then, you know, so did everybody else. Yes. All sorts you know, of people do All the comedians did them. Judge well, James Pickles died the other day. Did really? Yes. James Pickles, I remember him. You remember him from years ago. Yeah. He was one of those. He started turning up on shows all over the television. 85 he was. Yeah, it's a good age. Uh, Tory fury at cable furor. As I say, you just need, sometimes you, get, you need to take these politicians, give them a good slap on the bottom, yes. and go, put yourself together. You're just an ordinary person like the rest of us. You've not got different colour blood. You know, we're all exactly the same, I'm afraid. Kelly Brook has got back with rugby hunk, mm. Danny Cipriani. A little, little bit desperate, are we, Kelly, for sort of some publicity over Christmas? Yes. Must be a dearth of it, dear. You must be due for taking your clothes off again shortly, surely. <laughs> they've gone for a romantic break in the sun-kissed islands of the Maldives. God. And they were cosying uh, while boarding a jet well, from the Middle East. How tacky. Playground of Dubai. How tacky. How tacky. Snoodling. David oh, Williams and Matt Lucas have got... Uh, a Christmas special. Yes, They've got a Christmas special. Jerry Halliwell makes an appearance. Obviously tr- attempting to do some acting there for Jerry. You've tried everything else, love. It's not worked, Certainly has it? Has. Not worked. See her ending up in the pound shop. And be very careful. There's um, an organisation here. Um, you see um, leaflets coming through your letterbox. Third world appeals or other vague causes for clothes. Mm. It's a con. They're taking your clothes and they're selling them on the streets of Romania. So there's a, there's a place here. They've exposed it in the mirror today. Go and, go and check them out, because they have people down here who go and thieve from outside charity shops, take the clothes and go and sell them. One man here, a Slovakian dad of six, caught sending his kids out to steal bags, left for the Yorkshire Cancer Centre. Piece of filth. Disgusting. These people. I've said to people before, don't ever leave stuff outside charity shops. Don't be so stupid, because people come along and thieve it. Yeah, of course they do. You know, they've, they've done it for ages and ages. Very sad letter here. In the mirror today, from a, a young man. He's, he's a teenager. He's thirteen, and he just wanted more time with his dad, who took an overdose last year. Oh. And so he wrote a letter. Uh, Phil had struggled with chronic physical and emotional pain after a near fatal car crash, and he ended it all. But he didn't leave a farewell note. So it's it's what I call unfinished business. So his son Bradley has written this letter to him, and. Um, it's, it's, it's very hard. I won't even read it because it's going to make, make me cry. Because no. it's very sad because there are lots of kids who lose their, their parents and nobody thinks about them at Christmas. You know, and you've got to think about these sort of things. And there is a childhood bereavement charity, which you can no. find details of in the, in the paper this morning. But he's written this long letter to his dad just telling him all the things that he, wants, he mm. wanted to say to him and his dad never gave him the opportunity. It's very sad. It took, it's terribly sad. I already feel sad this morning. I know. I, felt, made it worse. I, th- I know. I felt terribly sad reading it mm. and I thought, I'm going to well up again, I'm afraid. Yeah. More snow and gales on the way. Oh, oh, do be God. quiet. Not here, though. Will somebody take gale in not Coronation here. Street? No, not here. Not here. Up no. there. Up in Scotland. A Lady Gaga, I see, has been flashing her bottom all over the newspapers. Oh, isn't she tacky? <laughs> she really is Oh, so she's funny. so disgusting. Her performance, though, her shows are sensational. 
What, because she flashes a bottom? Well, no, because she's... I'll have to start doing that at my shows. What, flashing Start flashing my bottom. You couldn't. (laughs) The sequin could fall off your jacket. I know, I don't think really I can do it. Oh, and guess who, what, is facing jail for fraud? Who? It's uh, Christopher Farrell. Cast your mind back, he was one of the apprentice people. He was kicked out week eight. He's a former Royal Marine. He's, uh, He's a fraudster. They all tell lies on The Apprentice. They're yeah. all they're all blaggers and everything else. This one um, was so desperate to obtain mortgages for clients so he could meet his monthly target and get a bonus that he, he overhyped everything. Mm. So he lied. He's a fraudster, Christopher Farrell. And uh, when he came out of court the other day, tried to hide his face behind a paper. Don't worry, matey, we know what you look like. He was uh, fired from The Apprentice in November. And so he's, uh, he's so just he a, this it's a common cheat. Yeah, they're all... They're dreadful, these people. You only have to look at them to, you know, I am the brand. No, you're a prat. Go away. They're all very stupid people, I'm afraid. Nice to hear that uh, Colin Matthews, it was on the news here just earlier, uh, who is the um, uh, chief executive of British Airports Authority, is prepared to not take his 2010 bonus. I think so, I too. Jolly well, think well, not. Think so, too. I'm sorry to use my French. They've spent nothing in preparation for snow. Gatwick are doing it. Gatwick are spending money, but they're not going to get the snow ploughs in till February. Late. How stupid are they over at Gatwick? What are they going to do? Use them to crush the daffodils that might come you know up? You know what they all do? The they all do the same. Oh, don't worry, it won't be bad this year. Then it's bad. They go, we have ordered new things. They've done nothing at Heathrow. It's appalling. It's Spanish, though, isn't it? It's appalling. It's absolutely appalling. And, you know, uh, we're expecting all the people to come for the royal wedding. We might have two royal weddings next year, mightn't we? Well, they're coming out the woodwork. Absolutely. You wait for one royal wedding and, a, and then two come along. I think you're getting married myself next year. But you know, if it's going to sort of, you know... You've got to find a princess first. I have. There's loads around well, there's Well, actually, if you want a princess, there's always Beatrice, she's a princess, or Eugenie, she's no, a princess. No, which is the one who looks like a horse. Well, they're both they're particularly... No, they're not particularly... They're quite <laughs> hefty girls, aren't they? Yes. Hefty, hefty girls. But they... well, one, of the, one of them's quite slim now, but... <laughs> 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 That's the one that's... It's a bit like uh, their mother, actually. <laughs> but they were out the other night with uh, Harry to a new bar, a new club, owned again by their friend Guy Pelly, who just picks up the phone and says, look, I've opened a new place. Do you want to come down yeah, and give us a boost? Yeah. And because we're all like royal, OK, okay guys, guys got a place, let's go down there and throw ourselves. They have a piece in the Express today. This is celebrities talking about what they'll do for Christmas. It's rather strange, because they've got Claire Nazir, GMTV weather presenter. I don't think so. Well, this is very shoddy. GMTV A doesn't exist. No. And, and secondly, she doesn't do the weather on there. But they, they've got all sorts of ghastly people like uh, Anton Dubeck and... Uh, Your favourites. Yeah, all yeah. my favourites here. You know, they've got uh, David Jason. I quite like Tara Newley, singer and TV presenter. Well, that's, uh, that's Joan Collins' daughter. Yeah, but TV presenter? Like, when? When? <laughs> yes, I know. Oh, blimey. It's like titles. Chloe Maidley, drunk driver. Mm-hmm. Let's just put that there. Let's not put TV presenter. Roger Daltrey, OK. Gareth Gates, actor and singer. Uh, Graham Taylor, David Bellamy, I like him. Edwina Curry, I quite like a Lembit Opic, a complete waste of space, I'm afraid. Anton Dubeck, ballroom dancer. I'll be dividing my time between Seven Oaks in Kent, where my family lives, and London. I don't drink out. Oh, God, he's a bore, isn't he? He really is. Oh, God. God save us from people like him. And I love OK Magazine and the desperate attempt to try and create something interesting. Kerry Katona and Peter Andre, it's our first Christmas at home together. Are, they... Are you telling me they're spending Christmas together? No, for a photo opportunity. Oh, okay. That's all it is. Let's face it. I mean, he's as dreary as, as heck. And she wouldn't want to go anywhere near her. Chain reckon... Smith, she must stink like an old ashtray. Oh, I still horrible. reckon that they're going to get back together again. What, Kerry Katona? No, and Pete? K- no Katie and Pete. 
Really? I do. Oh, I just how vile. Think, I just think. Two numpties together, <laughs> the oldest pop singer in the business. It will be the, the thing for 2011. Be, Kate and Pete, we are back together. I can't live without him. We, the children miss us oh, both together. No, and don't. all of that kind of no, thing. No, they because don't. Because they've got no... They need each other for the publicity. Well, that is true. They do need the publicity. And that's what it's all about. They're all a bit needy and desperate, aren't They're they? They're a business. They oh, ghastly. A Scrooge Council is to send out traffic wardens on Christmas Day and Boxing Day. Be warned if you're going to Brighton and Hove, because they're having traffic wardens out there. Well, I'll tell you, you want to come come down Richmond Way. Richmond Way, they've got them 24 hours a day, traffic wardens. But I thought traffic, you could, <coughs> you could park on a single yellow line and on various things when it's a bank holiday. I got, I got a ticket once on Christmas Eve, and I parked in Chiswick High Street in the Rolls as you do, and the traffic warden took great delight in writing it out. So I smiled and said, thank you very much. <laughs> I said, as you can well imagine, I said, I'm not remotely bothered. <laughs> the I thought, just to make your day. I did get caught out by the congestion charge, though, on Christmas Eve, which oh. you have to be very, very careful, because yes. it doesn't... It still operates on Christmas Eve. So be very careful. Check it out. 14 to 7. These headlines with Sam Pittis. Your say this morning from 7, LBC 97.3. Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. I don't want to read any more dreadfully dreary, depressing stories at the newspaper. I've decided because no. there is a horrible one in the paper today, and it's on it's on many of the uh, the front pages. And I just don't. I just it, it's just so unnecessary at Christmas, isn't it? Let's but see if the, find the, a nice story. Well, the the zebra crossing on the cover of the Beatles album has been given a Grade Two listing. I wish they'd close it down. I'll tell you for why. It's such a pain with Japanese tourists standing there. And you could sit there for ages while they stand in the middle and have their picture taken. And actually, it could have been any old zebra crossing. Well, they've moved it? it, haven't they? Yes, it's, they have. It's not, it's not in the same place. It's not in the same place. There's another one, actually. And they're, they're, they cross each other, don't they? There's one and then you cross on the other one. But I've, I've driven over and I said, oh, that's the one, that's the one, because you recognise it. There's a, there's a thing like running on Sky News at the moment where they're showing the crossing and some bloke goes over while there's some Japanese tourist standing in the middle of it. <laughs> totally illegal. If somebody's on a crossing... And you go over it. It's illegal. It's illegal. They, yes. they, they, they'll have you for it. In fact, there's somebody has done that, and there was a story in the paper, I think yesterday's paper, about a man who did run a, a little girl over, who was crossing a crossing, and he didn't stop. And he there was that ghastly illegal Iranian who, uh, who ran over that little girl and then drove off again, and she died. Yes, and we've allowed him leave to stay here. Absolute scat. I tell you, you, could, you can kill people in this country, and they go, oh, that's all right, you're an asylum seeker and you've got children in this country, so you can stay here. Yeah, but why, don't, don't you go to prison if you do that? Not really you murder country, Not really, no, no. Well, no man's we've, got, we've got lawyers who sort of sort people out, don't they? Um, today, they're looking uh, back over uh, 2010 and 2011 with all the celebrity stories. Are they? I think, unfortunately, 2010 will go down in living memory, ladies and gentlemen, as, uh, as the year that we had loads of silly, naff reality stars and nobody with any bloody talent at all on the television, because that's all they're full of now. You turn on the television and you, they look at all these silly people, like when I was watching Anne Robinson's Weakest Link, mm. a bunch of idiots into this cosmetic surgery, you know, I mean, s- from silly little Liz Fuller to some silly bloke who said, oh, I've got the perfect body, and I'm saying, oh, God, that's, a, that's the best that the BBC can throw up. But, you know, when, when you think of celebrities over the years gone by, you just think the wonderful film stars or the wonderful actors, actors. that we have. They are, actors. are celebrity, yeah. and I use that word very loosely. Nowadays, you know, to blow your nose and you can be a celebrity. I mean, oh, it's you, awful. And then they put you, them on television and then they start believing they're celebrities. Yes, and they even start turning annoying. up at clubs demanding this and demanding oh. that. And you look at them and go, I don't even know who you are. It, they're, they're quite, quite bizarre. I must tell you that Rebecca... From X Factor last week, she mm. was on Saturday night. All right, and she travelled on you know, all that bad thing. Nine hours from Liverpool, mm. she travelled. She was sensational. 
Her voice is so good. Well, and she's cool she as a cucumber. She won't make it. Why not? She won't get it. Because, because there's so many of these people being churned out. There's only so many albums the public can absorb. You know, the choir boys, the singing, the singing soldiers, the singing, you know, Catholic priests, the singing this. It's just, it's churned out like a machine. She is talented. If she gets the right management and someone say, look, you know, you're something but special. there's too many people out there. Singers do not enter competitions like that. Real singers. Real mean. singers don't. It's people who, you know, will have their... Sh- it's like, at the moment, we're all Matt Cardle. Matt Cardle's got an autobiography out, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, he has not. He has. He's been in the business five seconds and he's got an autobiography out. That is ridiculous. He's a rich, middle-class boy who mm. went to had a private education. He's got an autobiography out. I mean, I thought autobiographies <laughs> were your life. Yeah, and, and what you do later in life, once you've had all the experiences. One album out. Not three, eight weeks of experience on the X I tell you what, if this time next Christmas we're talking about Ollie Murs or we're talking about Matt Cardle or anybody else, or Cher or any of these other people, I'll eat the studio. <laughs> and second thoughts, I might have to take that back again because I might be eating the studio. <laughs> well, they're already painting it with yeah. gingerbread men. Patricia says, won't throw anything out. Have books and plates that belong to my gran. Oh, I have two. I've yeah, I don't have anything along my grand. The parents I would keep. The Children's Bereavement Charity is called Winston's Wish. Thank you, Joy. Uh, one here. I'm going to Heathrow to collect my wife and daughter. They went for a three-day shopping trip eight days ago and then just made it back on BA due to the weather. Lovely to see them and I'm worried about the credit card bill coming in. Wouldn't worry they were about in New like York, that. I assume. Sorry? They must have been in New York. I would think they? so. Uh, Stephen Harlington says, Wish Molly and Baldock happy 10th birthday. And Anne says, Great reviews for the Richmond Panto. There you go. Tell John how wonderful Lufthansa uh, were getting me back from Milan. Yes. Which is good, good, isn't it? Good for them. I keep reading Courtney's thing about the cake from Fish Central. He says, Happy Christmas, the one and only Steve Allen. He said, Tell you what, looks too good to eat. The boys from the news team saw it coming in, had to tell them to get lost. So where is this cake? It's upstairs, it's is upstairs. it? It's upstairs. I'll show you. It's lovely. Yeah, look. From what Fish Central. Uh, so, Thursday's advent calendar, which is lbc.co.uk... Uh, the exclusive sneak peek of Steve Allen's Christmas Adventures from Los Angeles. And then uh, we'll be recording a special video message for you to go out. So there's only two more days, because the last one must be... It's always, there only, there's only 25 to, um, winners yes. in the calendar, Yes, yes, I think there? we're only... Do- yes. You're not doing 31, are you? I don't think so, no. No. don't think so. But uh, do have a look, and have a look at the panto pics, which are very good. Uh, Steve, I go to bed with Clive Bull or Nick Abbott, says Ian. La, 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 la. <laughs> Are they aware of this? Do they he know says, that you're in their bedroom? He says, I, I've, I, I'm still plugged in. I now set my alarm for five in the morning. Quite right, I, too. I tuned in at six the other morning, he says, and uh, he says, uh, I now wake the missus up with my laughing. Mind you, she'd probably do the same. You know, pull back the sheets. Ha, 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 ha. You know, as they do. <laughs> well, you don't have to set it for five tomorrow, because you can set it for six. Set it for six tomorrow. Yes, six o'clock. Yes. It's a Christmas lie-in, it's called. Yeah, I'll still wake up at two. I know what's going to happen. will. Oh, she will actually wake up. Might have up. chicken Kiev tomorrow morning or do myself a chicken tikka masala. Morning. Sorry? Why not? Why do you have to eat food? I've eaten chicken tikka masala over mashed potato for breakfast before now. I know you have. But I've not had mashed potato for a long while. But then you're wearing that shirt. <laughs> I'm wearing it because it's... Fit. You wait till you see this on the, on yeah. the advent calendar, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow. You know, you know when you have your television up, ladies and gentlemen, oh, here we go. and you have here to adjust go. the colour... Bitterness. You'll have to Bitterness. take it straight down so it's black and white. Because this shirt would look fabulous in black and white. Oh, my goodness me, honestly. <laughs> Just when I thought it was going to be a nice day. <laughs> I was going to buy you a sausage baguette, but I've changed my mind. Really? You're going to kick me I out I should give now, it to a poor you? person. Oh, no, you can still have it. <laughs> I am poor. <laughs> you are a poor person. But I'm full of spirit. So, very quickly, Daily Express today, this missing architect, Joanna, 
It's all a bit peculiar, this story. It's another one of these stories. We've had the boyfriend crying all over the television, and now the police have seized her boyfriend's mobile and computer. One minute she was there... And then she was gone. And then she was gone six days ago. She just went to the pub, didn't she, for Christmas trip with people from work? Yeah. And was walking home, and there there she was, gone. Yeah. Where does someone disappear to? I don't know. But they've they've now got... uh, That's in in most of the papers this morning. Uh, Plus, the Daily Mail are offering you help on... How to cook it? How to cook your turkey? If you haven't managed it by now, don't bother. Go and eat somewhere else. <laughs> so go out. You're far lunch. too stupid to enjoy Christmas. You know, do we, how do we know how to cook the turkey? No idea. <laughs> if it if it's frozen, take it out now. It will take mm. two days to defrost, yeah. and you cannot cook it if it's part frozen. And lots of people cook it the night before, don't they? But slowly. You, you just put it, it in slow on a slow cooker. So when you wake up in the morning, there is a smell of turkey pervading. It's lovely. I love that smell of turkey on Christmas morning. I did the... And then, then the burning smell, and then the fire brigade are called, <laughs> yes. and then, then you have to eat mince pies with the neighbours. And a ham sandwich. Oh, no more time. No more time. John, thank you. Pleasure. John's back with us on Boxing Day, ladies Boxing and gentlemen. Day, Boxing yes. Day. Listen, I've got so much to do today, I can't hang around any longer, I promise you. I, w- I would have stayed, but you know, I've got better things to do. Uh, like, finish off the shopping and get some, some food in from Marks and Spencer's and stuff like that. But I'm back with you tomorrow from six. Nick and the team are with you after the news at seven. Uh, enjoy your day, try and get things done early, and then you can have a bit of a restful Christmas Eve. Uh, first of all, the business update now with Sam Pittis. Thank you, Steve. The FTSE 